0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, George. Hello there. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. Each episode of Flawless, our host or a guest nominates an album, and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it, and what makes it flawless for them. And then at the end, we decide if we agree that it is also flawless. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. You can find the link to that in the show notes. And in the group, we talk about the albums that are coming up and people's favorite episodes. So we'd love for you to join us on the group so you can check it out online. Uh, we also have a Patreon because we are a podcast and we need your money. So uh, you can find us at <laughs> patreon.com well, well. slash flawless AMP and there's another link to that in the show notes as well. Cool. So today we have a guest. Yes. Hello. Love a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Hi, my name is Bianca Valentino and I've been a music fan my entire life. Uh, When I was about 14, 15, I started making punk fanzines and interviewing creatives. And from there, I've kind of never stopped. I'd written for Street Press for about 14 years. I was one of Rave Magazine's longest serving writers. And then I went on to write for Rolling Stone, Rookie Magazine, a... um, arts publication called no cure i'm the music editor there and now i edit and publish my own music magazine with my husband uh it's called gimmezine cool so nothing
2: Jeez. much though.
0: pretty pretty yeah, D, pretty DL. yeah.
1: <laughs> so i'll just
2: put my notes there you down and go. leave <laughs> uh and that'll be fine yeah. great wow. thanks bianca thanks for joining, cool
0: intro. joining us yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's wow. exciting that's very cool So, would you like to tell us what album you have nominated?
1: I have nominated Santa Gold by Santee Gold.
0: There you go. The album you cannot find online. Yes. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. If it's on YouTube. It's but on YouTube. only
2: as the entire album in one go.
0: Yeah. I was at the whole, I didn't, yeah, it I didn't have It's one video it right. and it's
2: the entire album uh, without the remix at the end. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so it finishes on that.
0: So, Bianca, do you know why the album isn't on Spotify or Apple Music or any of the services that you would to like to find it I honestly
1: have no idea. I mean, I've been listening to it since it came out and I've got the vinyl. Right. version of it. So, so you, don't really I'm right. you don't really
3: care why it's not on the services at all. Sure.
0: So how did you discover it? Did someone sort of share it with you or you just heard on the radio?
1: No I just through doing zines and music writing I've always looked for new music and like I constantly find new bands and new artists like every single day and mm. they're really good and I'm always seeking out new music and I was just, you know, looking around and I found Senegal. I can't remember how, but I remember when I first found her, I was just like, this is one of the most amazing things I've heard because it sort of merges all the things that I love. Like I always loved a wide variety of music. I love punk. I love hip-hop. I love reggae and dub and pop and R&B and all of that. And this was the first album that I found that combined all that together.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, uh Santo Gold, later retitled Santo Gold, is the debut album by Santo Gold, who performed as Santo Gold at the time. It's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> it was released on April 29th, two thousand eight in the US through Downtown Records and on May twelve in the UK through Lizard King and Atlantic Records. Mm-hmm george hello had you heard of santa gold before the album was nominated
2: sure diddly did i thought you might yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um a creator came on the radio on independent radio back when i was like 23 um and i heard her and went what are you this is awesome um and i was already listening to like mia and stuff so it was kind of in a similar wheelhouse but different um Mm -hmm. and uh, then i found out that um santi gold has supported m.i.a and that made and bjork actually that, that made perfect sense um but anyway so i heard creator um and then when the um album actually came out in the april so that's like three months later. And I picked up the album on CD, compact disc. Mm-hmm. Compact disc. Mm-hmm. On a compact disc, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so it starts with LES Artiste. And I just went, yeah, I'm on board with this. Mm-hmm. And then that was the next cool. single. So um, yeah. And uh, the, even the punk clubs were playing um, Santy Gold. In the clubs because it has that ska punk reggae mm. kind yeah. of like vibe, and she was a punk singer, um, and it makes perfect sense. So, um, like, yeah, even in like punk alternative clubs that I was going to, they were playing this album, so it was cool. So, yes, yeah, so I've heard it, love it, own it. It's my CD is back in the UK in a box.
1: Rough. Yeah, she used to have a mm-hmm. punk band called Stiffed from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and like record labels never really knew what to do with like a black woman making punk rock
2: yeah they, it's like they've mm.
1: forgotten that x-ray specs existed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally.
2: yeah.
0: so mm. were the other members of the band also black women or just would
1: no know? no men
0: okay yeah
1: cool mm.
0: grant
3: <laughs> it's okay is it okay it is okay no, it's, I, a, it's an hadn't. introduction and a journey for everybody have you heard of Sandigold gold <laughs> no, before no i had not at all um but you're certainly putting on the disc for the fit the disc listen to me <laughs> I, I had a, i got the copy via dropbox thanks to your efforts um somewhere between it just thank all, you wow um, which I had to get myself over around the frustrations that I couldn't just go to the next track. I've got to listen to them all on their own. But, yeah, great. Um, and certainly when it opens, you're like, well, we're on a journey here. So never heard of, of her before or the, mm-hmm. or the band. So. Yeah. Well, that's like Try when to.
1: I was choosing an album that was flawless because it took me a few weeks to think of an album that was flawless. And I was like, you know, to me, the, every song has to stand on its own as mm-hmm. well as as A cohesive collection,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so. absolutely. It's definitely one of the yeah. qualities that we all can and do a Criteria. That's it, that's it. So, Liam, had yes. you heard
2: of Santi Gold before? I,
0: I had, yes, I um heard her on the radio, so Triple J played her a bit. Uh-huh. Um, she uh Les Artis got to number 57 in the 2008 Hottest 100, so. Triple J definitely picked her up and played a few of the songs, and also she was also all over like the FIFA, Nike sort of ads and that sort of stuff as well. So just and by, Samsung, yeah, In by pure pop girl. culture.
3: Wow, I, d- I didn't
0: I, all yeah, stuff that I missed absorbed. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I hadn't heard the album Literally. before, but I, I knew definitely knew the name. And when I heard the first few songs and the singles, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember these and listening to these stuff. But I hadn't heard the album. All There's
3: like a familiarity that. about a lot of the songs for sure. Yeah, like,
0: mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think they're pop culture-wise, they're quite big and well-known, and yeah. Mm.
2: Well, after this album, she went on to support people like Kanye and Jay Z, Streets and Beastie Boys. Like, nice. How cool is that? There we go. Like, yeah, they picked her up, and then she went on to do like massive t- like tours of her own and stuff, mm-hmm. and and became vegan, famous, and lovely. So yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so you picked up the album? Did you love it right from the start? Like, because we often sometimes sometimes it takes a little while to come around yeah, to an album burn. being flawless. And sometimes, like, does that first listen? You're like, "Yep, yeah, no, I'm all in on this." Do you, did you love it? Right no, from the, start? from the
1: first listen, I was all yeah. in. I first, I heard the first, I heard the single "Creator," mm-hmm. which was the first single that came out, and like, I just thought it was so amazing. Like, there's just so much going on on that song. There's yeah. so many like beeps and bleeps, and yeah. just, <laughs> you know, again, it's like, it's just so unique her music. And even today, like, you know however many years later like that album still holds up like you could release it today and it would still be unique
0: mm.
3: yeah for sure yeah.
0: yeah yeah so yeah that song was on Grey's Anatomy and Chuck and the final uh season finale of Entourage as well and on So You Think You Can Dance and in like four different video games including like three different NBA games so, so you, yeah I never heard
3: it and it was
2: on Gossip Girl again I was like okay um so yeah correct it was on Gossip Girl, it was uh, a really pinnacle moment in one uh, of the episodes, so just for the record. No spoilers for people. Yeah, and so it was, yeah, cool. it's to do with like Nate and Serena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes, but that's, yeah, that's a really cool, because that's kind of like, a, I, I thought that was an excellent single to mm-hmm. really, like for a debut single, like from the album, because it blends so much of what she's delivering in the record. Mm. Um, I think that was a really good way to announce herself. So that got to number 44 in the Billboard as a single. So, when, as a debut single. So that's pretty cool. Mm.
1: I think it was really cool because when she started doing Santa Gold, it was like she, um, what do you call it? She just stopped caring about what anyone thought or stopped caring about making it. And she's like, I'm just going to put everything I love into Mm -hmm. this music. And then she comes out with something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a matching of, because I think in the early songs, I think my first impressions with Les Artistes was like, I didn't expect it to, it's quite rock and roll that first song, like Mm. it's really drum guitar, you know, it's really almost straight, more straightforward than a lot of the other songs on the rest of the album, so I was expecting more of the pop and the hip hop and the reggae stuff, so that first song was just like, sort of blew me away, and then getting into it and like, it just oscillates between all the different stars and just takes all the pieces and things that she wants. So she's just got no, ah, oh, these two things won't really work together. It's like, no, no, if I can, if she can figure out a way to make them work in her head, then she's going to put them together She'll and make them here. work. It works really well.
2: I really like that lyrically. She um, across this album, it's largely about knowing her own worth mm-hmm. um, and knowing her place um, in like the state. So talking about like the lower east side, like yeah. artists and stuff. And in creator, she um, calls it out with.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like calling out those people hanging on your coattails already, mm-hmm. and she hasn't even released a record. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, that's really cool that she's owning it and like um, calling out the hypocrisy within the art scene. And mm. uh, I and across, like that was a nice theme across some of the album.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I really think like with that song, I remember reading once she was saying that it was sort of the lyrically, it was sort of playing on the fact that everyone tries to make the, uh, like things really fancy and how that's kind of really pretentious. And then it was sort of about being accosted by you Know the New York scene and all the scenesters and hipsters mm. in nice. the area where she was, yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, which is why I guess
2: she, like, track one is Les Artistes, mm. it? is it Les or LES? LES Artistes, yeah, Lower East Side, yeah. So,
0: okay, I just shortened it further,
2: yeah. So, um, again, um, she calls out like. like yeah she's owning herself like like owning herself in the um art scene which i thought was really cool but she like vocally in that she's singing she speaks she does like sultry tones and Mm. stuff and like um it's like if you opened up the album for the first time you're like oh this woman can cross like different styles like Mm. really easily and it makes perfect sense that she was in a punk band before because she can do all of it because she can do shouting and singing and everything. So I really liked it. I thought it was a really great opener. Mm.
1: I think too one of the the sort of main unifying thing throughout the whole record is her voice.
0: Mm. Like
1: because you were talking about how, you know, stylistically it veers all over the map. Yeah, But that's that one constant that brings it all together.
0: Mm. Even when she's singing different styles to match the music as well, like she's doing hip-hop and um dub vocals and singing and rapping and all that sort of stuff as well but it's yeah that the, the tonality of the voice is always that same
2: yes definitely like i think like i didn't follow her career like i heard her on the radio and stuff after this um but never and then i went to see her live um oh um, there we go drop, yeah dropped
3: it in there just, <laughs> it's just sort of but like oh. just just dropping
2: pick just pick oh. a name. Just, I was at a music festival and she was playing, so obviously I had to go and see her. Had to? Had to. You had the her. compact disc. I had the compact, well, I had the first album on compact disc. By that point, she'd already released two more. And so I didn't know the other songs, like from the other album. Sure. Like I just knew the hit singles. Um, but when she put on, because I went to see her in like 2012. Um, Good and- for you. Yeah, like she puts on a great show. She sounds amazing. And like the whole musicianship and support behind her and everything is really awesome. And, and it's like, uh, yeah. It's like was she, that in the UK? Yeah, you back in the see? UK. It was before I moved. And she um, puts on a great show. But every song, you, I, if I just closed my eyes, I could have gone, oh, this is Santi Gold. Like, mm. so even if it's a song I've never heard before. Because yeah.
1: you're right. Bianca, the lyric, like vocally, you, it's just her. Yeah, the, there's no one else that sounds like her. And I, too, have also seen her live. Yes, there's yeah. a question. Sure, yeah. that's a good <laughs> questions.
3: Standard questions. Where did you see her live?
1: Uh, I saw her at Splendour in the Grass. I've tried mm-hmm. to see her every time she comes out, but the tickets always sell out yeah. so quickly. <sighs> like I've had friends' bands that have supported her as well and oh. even they couldn't get me in. So <laughs> oh, no. that was really sad. But I did end up uh, seeing her at Splendour in the Grass mm-hmm. and the tent was so packed yeah. that I couldn't even get close to the stage. And, you know, I... You know, since I was a kid, I've always been that person, front row, center. And I couldn't even weasel my way to the front for that. Yeah. So then I ended up sort of sitting in this bar area, like just outside of the tent and watching it all on the big screen so I could actually see something. Sure,
3: yeah. Nice. Wow, so it was pumping, huh? I could yeah, really... yeah. And, and, how, and how was it? How, did, how wow. did it go? Amazing.
1: It sounds exactly like it does on record, if yeah. not better, just because it's got that sort of live yeah. energy to it. I mean, you know all the tracks and that like played by a full band and that just sounds amazing. And, Mm. you know, the fact that you can do that and then, you know, also use drum machines and all that when you record, like, I mean, that's being versatile Mm. and making that work. Yeah.
3: So So only once, huh?
1: Only once. once She is is at the top of my interview list, my wish list. If I could interview anyone on the planet right now, it would be Santa Gold. And I have tried and tried for maybe 10 years or more, but yeah.
3: No luck. No luck. Why do you think that is? Do you um, think that a flawless podcast review would get you across the line? I'm <laughs> hoping. Hey? Fingers Come crossed. a Fingers crossed. Give us a break, man. <laughs>
2: hey. So sure. she's actually called Santi White, yeah, and mm-hmm. she was nicknamed Santi Gold by a friend, and she went, "Yep, I'll have that," and then used it as her stage name. So, which I think is awesome. Like, uh, it's like a really like, what a great nickname! What a great yeah. friend yeah. to call you. <laughs> You're going, oh, Santi. Santi Gold, done. Mm. So um, that's awesome. But there was eight producers on this record, um, two recorders, six mixers, one engineer, three programmers, and one person doing mastering. Mm. And then I usually would write down all the peak contributors, but there was just too many contributors um, across all the different instruments. Um, But she does play guitar, on a couple of the tracks herself and keyboards and some of it, but then obviously she is vocals across the album.
1: Mm. Yeah. Two of the main contributors are Diplo and Switch really? who do Major laser. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, she met them at a party that she went to with Spankrock,
3: mm-hmm.
1: who's a bit of left of field kind of rapper. Um,
3: all news to me, Bianca <laughs> no. you could say so, anything and I'd just go, yes, sure Sounds good Who later on the album yeah.
1: Bankrock's on Shove It, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like, and she was at the party and she started talking to what? Diplo what? And Diplo's like, do you have like a chapstick I could borrow? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess, here you go And then she said she's a real germaphobe So she threw it away right. afterwards <laughs> But then after she'd done that, she's like, hey, come over and meet like Switch And then they all started talking And then they're like, hey, can you rap? And she knew that they'd done stuff with MIA and knew other stuff that they'd done. And she's like, yeah, sure, I can rap. And then <laughs> they kind of got together in a studio and then they sh- went in and played the beat for Creator. And she was like, I've never heard anything like this. This is amazing. And she was so shy at the time. She's sort of like, can I take it home and do it rather than, yeah. you know, wow. can can yeah. I sit with it for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And you know, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, and they gave it to her to take home to write to, and then she was like, oh, I had no intention of going back because, like, I was just so terrified. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. And then they kept kind of badgering her and they're like, oh, come on, let's finish this, let's do it. Sure. And then she went in, she did it, and then they kept collaborating and got this album.
0: Yeah,
3: nice. Wow. What a, that's a cool story. That's yeah. fortuitous because yeah.
2: <laughs> it's an album. Like, yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah.
0: Because it's interesting because on Creator, something that I noticed that her vocals are quite fast, but the instruments behind it are quite slow. Like she doesn't try and match her vocal. Like she's just like, it's the whole thing works as a beat, but it's not, she's not rapping at the same speed as the, as the instrument. So it's interesting whether she was trying to force herself to match the speed of the beat. And then was just like, no, no, I can do this instead. And it'll still work.
2: And I like how they kind of remix and mix up her vocals for the outro and stuff like that. Yeah. So and they, they really have nice.
0: some, like, it sounds like guitar feedback that they then record and then feed it through a synth of some kind so they can use it as a playable instrument as well.
1: Yeah, like that's one reason I really love electronic music. Like I know a lot of people that love rock music don't like electronic music and stuff, mm-hmm. but you can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like Absolutely. And I've always, like, whenever I look for music to love, it's, I always, like, if it's something I've never heard before, I always want to see something, I've ne- hear something that mm. I've never heard before, something new, something exciting, like...
0: Yeah. So have you kept following her albums? She, I'm not sure how many albums she's released overall.
1: Oh, I can't. Uh, maybe one, two, two, oh, two more, and two then more. one that had sort of, like, some older sessions sort okay. of yep. redone, and she's also got a new one coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, cool. So... so um, oh.
0: What made you pick this album instead of one of the other ones? Well, how does it compare to the other albums? There
1: you go. Okay, it was hard for me because I love all the albums. I think mm-hmm. all the albums are solid, all the songwriting solid on every track, which is really hard because there's not that many artists in my 5,000 record collection that I think <laughs> <Yes>. that about. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I picked that because that's sort of where it began. Yeah. And also sort of at the time she was kind of – I guess, you know, for myself being a First Nations person and a person of colour, to find someone else who loves punk rock and, yes. you know, underground music and rock music and stuff, like it's amazing. Mm. And like I said, she combined all the things that I love. Like I wish I made her albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, it was like it was so amazing to see, you know, kind of yourself represented. Mm-hmm. Mm. And making that kind of music. Like, you know, she was sort of bucking against the trends of, you know, black women making R&B or hip hop. Like she was doing something completely different.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I mentioned that it came out on Lizard King and Atlantic Records. So originally she was signed to Lizard King when she was working on it, but had trouble working with them. So she said she'd actually left the label before the album came out. So she said in an interview, they didn't allow me any freedoms. The label was a joke. They weren't involved at all, and pretty much got in the way. And then by the You're time by the time it was ready to come out, she'd been signed by Atlantic. I assume just bought the album off Lizard for whatever amount of money. And then apparently Atlantic loved it. And they are like, "No, don't change your thing. This is perfect. We're just gonna stick it out the way it's ready to go." So, yeah, it was good to see that she got onto a label that actually believed in her instead mm. of. And I've got to I've got to imagine the genre stuff was part of that. That the other label would been going, "No, no, no. You've find a lane and stick to it. This is what we're used to." whereas this Atlantic were probably just like, no, this is all awesome, let's just go for it.
2: Which is funny because Atlantic are more of the Goliath yeah, in that yeah. Yeah, isn't it? So yeah. you'd expect them to be more controlling. Yeah, the,
0: the narrative would normally be small label, lets people do their own thing, big behemoth label, tries to fit everybody into a pigeonhole. But in this case it sounds like it might other have been the other way around. Yeah. Mm.
1: And then Strange. another uh, like another fun fact is she actually worked as uh, A&R for major labels mm. nice. as well. And like you know, she'd bring them in stuff like more stiffs. Demo, mm. and they'd be like, "Nah, not that." And she <laughs> even like bought them in um that genuine song pony that oh. was massive.
0: Yeah, and they were like,
1: "Oh, nah, not that
2: either." Not really that.
0: Yeah. Wow. So
1: she's like, "I'm on the
2: cutting edge," and they're like, "Really? Oh, I'm not yeah." Sure. A little too cutting edge for a us. A little too t- cutting edge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I wrote down actually for this album I called it genre blending.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: that's how mm-hmm. I was like felt about all the different things. Yeah. Because I, I hadn't listened to it in a long time, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, I forgot about that bit and I forgot about this bit. because um, I don't have the C D anymore and I can't listen to it on any streaming services. So yeah. um yeah, it hadn't come up. So I was like really excited to like dig back in. <laughs> mm. Um so yes, um tracks, 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 tracks. So the other singles, um, Lights Out yeah. um was their was her third single. Um and that's just really gorgeous and the way she sings darling yeah is like just gets me in the feels every mm. time same yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. darling i'm like stop it
0: <laughs> but that one that one took me way. like even after i'd heard um LES at the front and like oh yeah there's gonna be some rock elements in here that one took me like that threw me right i was like whoa this is like it's like slater kinney it's like no, most no. of the album is more is yeah more dancy and more poppy sort of stuff and then it was like oh, also, I can do a Slater-Kinney song if you guys want a Slater-Kinney song. And then it was just, and then straight back to the other stuff. It was, yeah, it was real like, I loved it. It was very 90s indie pop rock sort of stuff. But just, yeah, almost not in this, within the song, she didn't merge the genre. This was like, no, this is just a pure 90s rock song. Yeah,
1: and it's so cool because like the way that the album sequenced, it just gives you like banger after banger after banger and you're like, oh, is this ever going to let up? Like how many bangers can one album have? (laughs) And then it gets to, you know, the slower songs, you know, like My Superman and Lights Out and it kind of gives you like that breath in the middle Mm. and then when it brings back you'll find a way the remix, it just leaves you with that big bang at
2: the end. Yeah. So, yeah, so My Superman... Like, I remember that one tricked me. Like, that was, like, the slow, sexy, sultry number that she's got in there. So this is, like, less about, um, like, the scene and less about, like, coattails and hypocrisy and all that kind of stuff. And this was literally just, like, this... Kind of almost pseudo love song.
0: Yeah, I had, yeah, I was like it was a pop version of a slow dance love song mm, that you would yeah. get like in them, and it was a bit of like a throat clearer as well. Like, yeah, splitting that the album from the before and after because I think after this, it does take a little bit of like a deep, not deep, it. Goes into different genres And I'll say it's a bit more Than the, the first half I was like the first half Is all like yeah Big pop bangers And stuff you can definitely yeah, go, yeah this was all over the radio Dance clubs All that sort of stuff And the second half Is a bit more Yeah she even experiments A bit more again Which is really
3: cool
1: Yeah and that song uh, My Superman It's actually inspired by Red Light by Susie and the Banshees
0: Okay oh, cool nice Nice It
1: has lyrics in there Which were totally relatable to me well, you
2: I'm like, oh man, that is that is not me from 13 to 21. I have no idea. I'm just like, (laughs) it's like red flags everywhere. You're mine.
1: Yeah. I think it's really like for me when I find female musicians and they write from the female experience, Mm -hmm. like it it's a really for me it's a really important thing you know because I grew up loving hip-hop like with my brother like he'd listen to like Ice-T, Public Enemy you Mm -hmm. know stuff like that when I was about nine ten years old and then you know that's very male dominated and then you know you get into punk rock and you know I was listening to like Ramones and Circle Jerks and Dead Kennedy stuff like that and then that's all very male dominated as well so then when you find female artists and they're writing from that experience that you can relate to it's like Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Refreshing,
3: Absolutely. liberating. It is, it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. It can be done. It is done. And it is done. Yeah.
1: I remember finding that when I got. It.
2: I got into garbage when I was, like, 10 years old um, and their first album came out. And I was like, finally, a red-headed woman who <laughs> is British and she's singing, like, uh, um, of, like from the female experience um, most of the time. But then I, like, found out that, like, it was most of it was written by Butch Fig anyway. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, ah! well, But it was still sung by Shirley Manson. Yeah. And so, a 10-year-old me was all over it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. We would
1: have been, like, best friends when we were
2: young. <laughs> <friends. laughs> so we were into all the same music. There we go. Well, we still we can still be best friends now. There we go. Absolutely. Okay. George has
3: this thing. She she makes besties. Yeah. In a podcast. In the, I, get in very, the podcast.
1: I, I get
2: very. I get very excited. <laughs> unapologetically,
3: it's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do so the same as well. Like when I'm interviewing people,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I always end up being their friend. Nice. nice. And this
3: is why you need to. Double, double oh, like shove shove
0: it. It. Hey, yeah. Come on, man.
1: Then we all need to hang.
0: Any double double any double
3: tech songs. What's the highlights from you? Come on, man. With the reggae. And I've written I actually wrote down some lyrics in here and you'd swear that some sort of a baboon or, or like primate wrote these out because I can't <laughs> it's like Thursday we did a podcast earlier and I was like, Oh yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. I can't read out what I've written again, but um loved shove it creator you'll find a way i thought certainly the front end was mm. like wow this is yeah
0: this is jeez what's so going on so now? it's the one with spank rock um and it's got claps and clicks yeah but like hundreds of them all layered onto one i'd never heard that done like that before but not like i've heard like a smattering of applause but not like as a one beat a hundred claps doing a beat it was so cool
1: yeah I love claps in music yeah oh. see <laughs> claps la 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 I love claps yeah. I love
2: and hand claps and cheers so yeah. Oh, Gwen Stefani has
1: the best backing and vocals with
2: all my na na stuff. yes exactly Na-na-na. see I don't, <laughs> know, what I I don't yeah. know what I wrote well there's a really nice there's really cool fun lyric in It," which I really want to say to somebody at some point in my life <laughs>
0: Yes, that's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Thank that you. lyric, buddies. I wrote that Thank one as you well. wrote,
3: That's <laughs> what
2: I wrote. We all wrote the same lyrics down. Like, <laughs> yeah. what a great line, right? Yes. So, uh yep.
3: Shove your hope where it don't shine. I can re- read the last bit of it at least.
0: But almost oh, the way it's delivered it is not we'll like aggressively, like angrily. It's more yeah. just like sardonically and sarcastically. Like, get out of here. You're nothing. I don't, we don't care about you. Go away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she's got these little uh, uh, uh noises before like the verses start like um like before each of the verses like this little precursor like that uh uh and Mm. I really enjoy those little like nuanced moments that you add to something so it's not just like verse chorus verse chorus yeah a little like added little interlude to that so yes sweet um starstruck
0: am I? yes Uh, are you? (laughs) yes you
2: are so the sound of like I don't know if it was using the organ or the keys at that point, but they're sci-fi noises. Yeah. Um, that's really nice. With smooth, it was like her singing these like R's like, mm. um, behind it and it's all smooth, but it's got this like sci-fi sound. Um, but like the drumming reminded me more of new wave music than like the dub stuff yeah. on the reggae that she's been doing um, or any of the dance. It was just kind of like this new wave song. So I really... Yeah, And the way she sings out Do It Again I just really loved on that one
0: Um, That one reminded me of Giorgio Moroder Because now that we've done that album um, Whose name I can't remember right now What was the one, the disco album? Donna Summer Every time I hear anything that's like remotely synthy in space, I'm like, ah, there's a Giorgio Morales song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was just this big and but also like slightly bedroom pop as well, like not big and overproduced and lavish, but like the kind of stuff you could sit down in front of a computer and put together and just sort of, yeah, real real bedroom-esque.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's one of the cool things about Santa Gold's music is that it's very accessible to like people that love pop mm. get it and understand mm-hmm. it and then people that love punk, that love yeah. hip-hop, that love other genres, reggae and stuff reggae, and dub dance. and things
0: like mm. dance,
1: electronic, like they all still can get it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: exactly. Music for the people.
1: Absolutely. Totally. But yeah, go. but
2: and none of them are dominant. They're all just like interlinked and they work yeah. really well, which is why, as you say, it is accessible to people of different like genre interests because um, they're not going, oh, I'm hit in the face with reggae right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like... A barrage
3: of one genre. Barrage, yeah,
2: absolutely. And it's not like one song's reggae, one song's dance, one yeah. song's hip hop. You know, um, It's not like trying to say, look what I can do. It's literally blending it and making a unique sound.
0: But also, yeah. she's really good at them all. So we've yeah. we've had we've, we've had stuff where <laughs> it's like nine songs of one genre, and here's my song of another genre that I'm gonna try. I'm gonna experiment with and see how oh, it goes. Yeah. And then and then you go, no, that didn't. You were better off just sticking. But she's so good all across all the genres. Like everything just works the way exactly the way it's supposed to. It's so and cool. it's so
1: hard to do that.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I don't. I
1: she's can't really think of another album off the top of my head that does
2: mm. that.
0: Yeah.
1: And
2: um, we have to go to I'm a lady
0: Mm -hmm. because Mm. I
2: like to tell people I'm a lady and it's more of like a (laughs) self-reinforcement than anything Um, because the drummy and bassy intro sounded like the Pixies. Mm. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it was like
0: like, another 90s rock but less poppy and more, yeah, yeah. Pixies-esque and stuff.
2: And then our vocals come in soft and low um, and then sweet with the full band lift for chorus. Um, And then we've got vocals from Trouble Andrew. In that one, mm. um, with dreams all gone and stuff like that, so yeah. that was really cool. Um, but this was another one of like her owning herself, earning. But in the context of she could be feminine, like I'm a lady, but mm. she owns herself and she's like um, putting it out there. So um, I really like it when she says. I'm a lady, but I spend magic. I'm like, what a nice line. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's a really cool one. Um, so yes, she managed to bring that nineties. vibe yeah. Again, it
0: was, yeah, almost disconcertingly good at just bringing that in for these couple of songs. Did you have any other favorite tracks we haven't touched on yet? Bianca? Mm. Apart from all of them,
1: I really like Unstoppable. Yeah, I yeah. really like how that's really glitchy. The mm-hmm. vocals and that. I love a lot of music that's got glitches and just weird noises and repetition. Yeah, and the oh. uh, la 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 kind of intro is really really nice. Like
0: the not whole
3: to be unstoppable. Well, why not? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't? Why? want yeah. to be? who doesn't? You know, but <laughs> that, that's
0: like... about like it's about her role in the world, and she has to stand up all the time just to yeah. be noticed. Like that stuff we talked about before with. Female voices need to step, or female people in the industry need to step at like a level up from their mouth counterparts, just to be seen and to be noticed. And how she's not—I guess you know—it's not ideal, but she's going to do that if that's what it takes. Like she's got, she knows the ability and her faith in herself to go, no, no, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to stand up and be who I am, and people are going to notice me and take pay pay attention.
1: Yeah, well, being a part of the music industry since I was a teenager, like I feel like you do have to work twice mm-hmm. as hard. Yeah, absolutely mm. you do.
2: I was in a... Documentary called um, "So Which Band Is Your Boyfriend In," and it was a deep dive into the um, women in the UK punk scene. Um, so, anyone from uh, producers and engineers and venue owners, and then the musicians as well, and we all had our voices shared in a documentary um, talking about what it was like. And it was like a re- and it's a really great documentary. So, people listening to the podcast should go and find it. And mm-hmm. um, so, um, yeah, but it's and um, it was it is harder. To to be a woman like it's harder to get um some guy who's your support act to get his gear off the stage because he dismisses you as a groupie and all that kind of stuff and it's just yeah it's hard so when someone like santi gold comes out with an album like this and then mm. it explodes like i'm I get very
1: happy. Same. Like <laughs> I, I actually thought I was probably going to cry talking about this album and how much it means to me just because, you know, growing up in the punk scene, especially here in Brisbane, like I'm pretty much the only person of colour in that scene. So you're mm-hmm. like the minority within a minority scene yeah. and stuff, you know, like I'd go to a show and someone would say to me, oh, it's cool to see a black punk here. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 I
0: think. Really? Yeah, and then you're expected to be representative for that whole, for your whole your um, gender and your race as well. It's just like yeah,
1: yeah, and then that's like when I found Santa Gold, I was Mm. like, wow, she's like me. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. yeah. I found my twenty. Totally,
1: but she's way cooler. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well,
2: we don't know. We don't know We haven't gotten to know you as well. That's that's all. That's different.
0: You mentioned new wave before. You'll find a way. Second song. Yeah. Just. Straight out of early English, UK scar, madness, just Correct. open right. spaces, just super cool. Well,
2: that's when I wrote Exo Specs yeah. because I was yeah, like, yep, so- <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. So- just that
0: throbbing bass line, just these jagged guitars. And then it just goes away. Like there's like a mod rock washing chorus style thing. Like it's more of that rock stuff that we get from track run as well. It's really cool.
1: That's one thing. I love the bass all over this album. Like It's got such a driving groove to it. Mm. It's like I find it hard not to move. Like coming here today, I was listening to this album in the car, just, you know probably got one and a half li- listens in because I think it's 40 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just I like, was like moving, but I'm like, please, other people in the cars don't look at me and think <laughs> I'm weird. I actually wrote um, the
2: bass lines reminded me of the Dead Kennedys in Di- You'll Find A Way. There's that kind of like do 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 kind of noises. and um, I re- Yeah, so when you talk about like straight out of a certain type of punk scene, mm. it's really cool. And she has that like, shafty chorus as well, but then add sweet harmonies. As well, it just in the same song and it works. It yeah. just it all works, and then she sings
1: like fine, yeah, and
0: just
2: like whatever <laughs> it is, just fine. We'll we'll figure it out from there. So mm. yeah, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, well, another fun fact as well is that her old band Stiff—they had two albums, and they were actually produced by uh, the bassist Daryl uh, Jennifer from the Bad Brains. Okay, oh,
3: cool. Yeah. Nice. Okay. and have That's... you have you got those albums? Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Are they good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. The they're what she like—they're a punk rock version Mm-mm. of her, yeah. like without a lot of the hip hop and all that yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. Can I find it online, or are you
2: sending me? More Dropbox. Dropbox, <laughs> no. because I definitely need to when I found out that she was in stiff and I was like and then it was again I found out produced by um bad brains um I was like okay well I I need this in my life so um but I wasn't able to find it so we're gonna need to talk after this <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have to come actually look at your record collection as well probably and just like spend a weekend at Bianca's yeah house. no problem we have a guest room and we have an emotional support dog. Emotional support dog? No, I've got emotional mm, support guinea pigs. So we are already bonding. There we go. <laughs> That's cool. We didn't touch on say Aha.
0: No, that was what yeah I was gonna come back for that one. Yeah. Another big reggae number and the baseline. Well I think I hadn't noticed when I was listening to it just us. how prominent the baseline was in all and what it was until I went back and looked at my I was like hang on I like I wrote like really good baseline on like three quarters of the songs. Mm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and there's horns as well, which yeah. we love. Trumpet or horns? Uh, just horns in general. Sure. I, I wrote. I just wrote I'll horns. Write trumpet, but but I'll I wrote go dreaming with horns. horns. That's fine. Um, I wrote. Well, in the um, uh, Wikipedia, it just says horns. Yeah, in Alfonso Hunter well,
0: and K. Lewis there. There you and go. L. Benjamin all yes. did. All did horns. Horns on three and four, but that one's got a really cool lyric. Down, I'm
2: Lyric so, buddies. Nice.
0: So that's that same thing again as like I'm, I'm a whole army all, all to myself. I don't need anyone's help. I'm going to be myself and everyone's going to pay attention to me and do what I say. But it's also kind of like a protest song too. So the the refrain or the, the phrase that they repeat over often is louder than they. So it's always mm-hmm. like we're louder than you. We're louder. We're the, we're the ones who are going to stand up and fight and you're going to listen to us. It's really cool.
2: And it's like they say louder than they and then it's like dot, 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 allow. Yeah, well. yeah which is yeah it's really cool it's a really nice thing and it was used in a samsung advert um which is cool Um, and randomly went to number 15 in the charts in belgium oh nice
0: belgium
1: have a really cool music scene there's so much music that i love that comes from belgium
0: nice yeah Yeah. like well
1: um the album went to 25 in belgium
2: um whereas it went to 74 in the u.s billboard um uh, but it did end up Going and it went to 26th in the UK, so the UK was all over it, which is why it was obviously in my mm. wheelhouse. Um, and it went gold in the UK too, mm. so it hasn't um, gone gold in the other um, uh, c- countries, but the UK just took her on, and so it was all over the radio, which was awesome.
1: So yes. it's because they have good taste, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That album, as well, though, like you know, at the end of that year, it kind of Earned spots on end-of-year-year year lists as mm-hmm. the best album of the year. And, like, even then 10 years on, it's, like, you know, best album of that decade
3: yeah. on mm-hmm. the list as yeah. well. Wow. Mm.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's well-deserved, well deserved, I think. Like cool. there's, It's a corker. And one thing, I know it's not music related, but another thing that I really love about the album is the artwork for it. Yes. The front cover where it's like sort of, it almost looks like a black and white kind of purply tinged photocopied look like punk albums. And then she's like vomiting out this glitter. Yeah. Like bright gold glitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even realize, but like I do a lot of art as well. Um, for our zine and it's got a lot of glitter and things and I was sort of tracing back my influences and that was one of my influences and then another influence is X-Ray Specs, how they all did all the black and white with the real hyper-colour, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, photographs and stuff.
0: Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yay! Any other final thoughts before we go into the final pitch and a wrap-up? Bianca, George, Grant, no. anyone? <sighs> <sighs> what about the remix on the end? The
1: remix on the end is amazing. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure because some people, I thought <laughs> maybe, you know, some people might go, oh, what is this remix? You know, because yeah. some people don't like remixes. Mm. And it's like, but, you know, how brave is it to close your album with a remix and bring it back from, like, the track too? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like a reprise. You know, they do that on reggae. They do that on
3: exactly.
0: dub
1: albums and stuff. Mm. So why not no do it on a pop album?
0: Yeah, because I thought... When I looked at the list in Spotify, I was like, "Oh yeah, so that'll be like the bonus track on the Australian edition that they've just dropped on there." But it's not like the the official release of the album has yeah. a remix as the last song, which is really cool. And
2: it's a dance banger. Yeah, that's it. Mm.
0: Which which the song was already pretty dancey to begin with, yeah. and somehow they take the elements of it and lift it, use her voice as a as a, a piece like a beat and a sample rather than just having her sing, which is really cool.
2: Absolutely, with and it had like pared back percussion, but then still made it a dance banger. And yeah, like yeah, and the. the with that real synthy bassy sound, Mm. like real. That bass on that is amazing. Like that
1: song's just like a punch in the face, but a pleasant (laughs) one. A pleasant
0: punch. (laughs) One of those
1: nice punches.
3: Shot to the jaw.
0: Nice. (laughs) Cool. All right. Would you like to, Bianca, give us your final pitch on why Santa Gold is flawless?
1: Okay. Wow. Put on the
0: spot. Well, (laughs) it's.
1: I mean, it's such a visionary album and it's such a unique album and it's a debut album Mm. as well. And, you know, it's like she started to change the game with that album and she was doing something that hadn't been done before, you know, and she did it really, really well.
3: Mm, Cool. Cool.
0: George, hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down.
2: Oh, cool. Okay, so when I first heard Santi Gold, like back when um, the first single was released, greater um, in February two thousand and eight, when I was twenty three years old, I went, "What is this?" what are you playing on my radio? Mm. Um, this is completely different, but I'm loving it. Um, and as I said, I bought the album, like as soon as it came out, like I actually the compact disc, I didn't download it or stream it. Well, I couldn't stream it at the time, um, but it, yeah, it merged because I grew up listening to hip hop. And then I grew up and I grew up listening to like folk and pop and metal and everything. And then I, was, I got myself into punk and I was really in the punk scene by this point. Um, when I first heard it, I was like, you are blending, as Bianca said earlier, you are blending some of my favourite things and you're not fucking it up. Mm. Um, somehow you are, like, actually... You're bringing ska, punk, reggae, dub into this kind of dance music and, like, rock... Like, it's just... and But it's still so poppy and accessible. Um, so it was, like, a blind eye. So um, each song definitely stands um independently as a song that i would sit down and listen to and repeat if i was in the mood for that particular song and i think that the the way that it has been placed together the journey from um uh, elias artiste through to the remix of you'll find a way i think is a really nice uh I think it's a really nice composition for an album. Um, And we didn't talk about Anne, but that kind of boop-boop, super 80s kind of song as the penultimate before the remix, I thought was a really nice addition. So um, I... um, a little bit annoyed I didn't bring the album <laughs> myself because I love the album. So, um, yeah, if I'd have remembered the album properly and I'd had my CD collection here, I'd have probably flicked through and gone, ooh, this is one to bring to Flawless. So from my perspective, of course, I'm going to say it's Flawless. And thank you, Bianca.
3: Nice. <laughs> Grant. Yes. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Final thoughts. So I'd say Virgin Ears had no clue about... Any of the context really, really liked all the front end and right at the back end as well. But I, and you spoke about Starstruck, I didn't like Starstruck <laughs> at all from that flow. And so I'm going to say no on Starstruck. It could, can they stand alone? Yes, sure. Mm. But I just thought that um, I probably wanted more um, of of the same, whereas it was, I thought it would tapered a bit and then sort of brought it back. But Starstruck for me, didn't. I wasn't starstruck. Yeah. I wasn't starstruck. Wow, well, yeah. starstruck's
1: like one of my favorites oh, no, on it, the record.
3: Mm, <laughs> wow, really, but but it was it's it was a great listen. Honestly, it was a really awesome listen. So This is why you. Grant doesn't make friends on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, not often. Not often. That's uh, usually it's, Liam. Uh, yeah. Look, Liam. Here we go, Liam. What are your <laughs> final thoughts, please? Don't, yeah.
0: Um. So, just from the stuff that I'd heard, I knew that it was like um, hip hop and. Um, dub and reggae and all that sort of stuff so I was blown away by the rock side of it as well because I'm more inclined to listen to rock stuff generally so but I loved and I was like I was just like I don't understand how she's getting to work at like the genres jumping and oscillating so quickly but it's still all working really well and yeah she's an amazing performer amazing vocalist the only thing that I didn't like was um the at the end I I like starstruck and unstoppable Mm. but then 10 and 11 so I'm a lady and Anne. they're good songs but I wanted to be taken on a journey back up towards the remix, whereas they felt like they were actually a bit deflating at the end for me. Like they were they're the quieter ones and the sort of bit more low key. And I thought I was just waiting. I thought an album like this needed a big ending. And it's got the remix on the end, but I just wanted one more big. But pop the remix song at the is end. the ending. you yeah. got your big ending. I just I felt like I was going down was and hard, then like just hard. jumped up for the remix. So I yeah. I just wanted something bigger that wasn't the remix as well just in those last couple of songs. So I really loved it and probably more than I thought I would, but yeah. I oh, wouldn't, for sure. Definitely I more say than, that I, it was than I thought it would. Cool. Cool. Thank you. So Bianca, thank you very much for nominating that great album and we hope everybody checks it out. Where can people find out about your zine and uh, yes. all the stuff that you're doing?
1: Uh, online the at... GimmeZine.com. So it's spelled G I M M I E Zine Z I N E.com.
0: Cool. And we will put a link to that in the show notes as well. You're on Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, it's, you there
1: as well? it's at Gimme, 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 Zine. Cool. And yeah, it's named Gimme, Gimme, Gimme for the Black Flag song.
3: Okay. Oh, nice.
1: I should have worn my Black Flag shirt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you, Bianca. It's was cool. Yeah, thank you for not being here. my pleasure. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We have Facebook instagram and twitter and we are flawless amp on all of those so you can check us out uh, give us a rating leave a comment every little bit helps us find more music lovers just like you and of course as i mentioned we have a patreon so it's patreon.com flawlessamp and check out there's a link in the show notes and uh, check it out there if you'd like thanks again for listening and we will see you next time